How can we grow thriving, creative businesses without constantly hustling, sacrificing our mind, body, and creativity, or living a life where the fear of where the next client or customer will come from keeps us up at night or disconnected from our family, friends, and passions? This show is going to answer those questions. My name is Naftali Roberts, and I specialize in helping true creatives like yourself grow simple, strategic, and thriving creative businesses. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's jump on in. Hello, hello. We had a really big milestone reached in our house recently. Two out of our three kids learned to ride their bike without training wheels. Now, I know for many of us, it's been a hot second or maybe several hot seconds since we learned to ride our bikes. But if you can go back in time and just remember like how epic it felt when you actually figured out how to ride your bike without training wheels and just that process that it took. It's not like you just jump on a bike the first time and you're like, hey, I got this. Or maybe some of you had that experience. I am not super coordinated. I know I've talked about that I was a dancer, but most especially ballet dancers, are not naturally coordinated. We learn to be coordinated, but like we trip like all the live long day. It's a thing. It's a secret thing, but it's a thing. So I remember when I learned to to ride a bike, there was lots of crying, lots of frustration, lots of I can't do this. And then one day it just kind of came together and it was so freeing to know I could do it. And even now, like when I jump on a bike and it's been a long time, I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to be able to do this. I just love that feeling of like pushing the pedals and going, okay, I remember how to do this. It might not be easy breezy because I'm 38 years old now. And so I get a little nervous about falling, but I can do this. So as I watched my oldest, especially learn to ride a bike, it was a really big deal. It was especially a big deal for our oldest Joshua, because he is our nervous boy. He is definitely our future Enneagram one and lover of perfection and not failing. For him, normally when he goes to learn an activity that might involve failure, it is super stressful for him. And he will do everything in his power to avoid that activity for as long as possible because he does not love how it feels to fail. And that feeling and that avoidance of that feeling leaves him feeling less than confident to try a lot. I'm sure as I'm describing that, that might be a familiar experience for some of you listening. Maybe you too don't love the feeling or sensation that comes along with something not going well right away. And you've been trying to figure out recently maybe how to try something new or take a big step in a direction that takes some bravery or takes some new confidence and you've been avoiding it. You've been finding lots of ways to avoid it. I know that there have been many spaces in my life that I have felt that way as well. 
So for Joshua, throughout first grade, his first grade teacher has been working with him all year long on the idea of having confidence and how to find confidence. So it was super exciting for me when we got out his bike for the first time and it wasn't perfect or easy right away. But after we went through the process that I'm going to describe here in a couple of minutes, he rode his bike and he was so happy and so excited. And later when I looked at him and I said, hey, bud, it seemed like because there was a point in the day where it was just tears and frustration. I was like, it seems like something changed. And he said, yeah, mom, when I, and I'm not going to tell you what he said when I did this, because that's step three, and I don't want to give all my information away until a couple minutes from now. But he was like, when I did this thing, mom, guess what happened? I was like, what, buddy? He was like, I found my confidence. And I was like, wow, bud, that's such a great description. He was like, yeah, I didn't have my confidence. I mean, it was with me, but I had to find it. I had to get in there and recognize how to find my confidence. So Today, I wanted to go over really quickly, if you are someone who genuinely wants to know how to take big, brave step, wants to feel less anxious, less overwhelmed when you think of trying something new or trying something that you know you won't be perfect at, and you want to release those yucky anxiety feel feelings that go along with that then I want to talk to you just quickly about what I learned from our sweet boy about finding his confidence and how you can find your confidence too. So when you are about to try something new, step one in finding your confidence is that you do have to try. You do have to decide Even if I don't like the sensation, today I'm going to do one part of this process and I'm going to try. Now, the trying part can be the hardest part because in the trying, we are acknowledging that we are okay with failure. And let's be honest, many of us are not okay with failure, but in order to find confidence, We have to say, I'm not going to like this. It may be horrible. It may be awful. I don't inevitably think that this is going to go exactly like I've planned right away, but I'm willing to at least give this the opportunity to happen. We have to create space for the happen to happen. So that is step one. And that is a hard step. That is the step that for many of us, feels like we are jumping out of an airplane when in fact it might be just trying something new. Like maybe it's trying a new recipe for some of us. Maybe it's trying to wear our hair differently or try a new hair color. Confidence can be in small spaces or maybe it's selling our artwork for the first time or maybe it's trying a new medium and creation. We're in a time and space right now where the market is really pulling people to try new things. And for those of us that are willing to try new things, we will find different types of success. But when we are too scared to 
try, we will feel stuck in where we are at. And that will make a lot of us feel like we can't thrive because the market right now needs new ideas. It needs us to show up a little bit differently. And that takes bravery and courage. So we have to try. That is an essential part of finding our confidence. Secondly, you have to have a support system that is listening and not talking. Now, something we did with Joshua when learning to ride his bike, because my husband and I sat down and we talked about our own experiences learning to ride a bike. We noticed that both of us had had an experience where someone kept over and over and over and over and over again telling us like, oh, just do this instead, just do this instead and do this instead. And we recognized that it was really hard for both of us to learn to ride a bike just from someone basically using their words to tell us what we're doing wrong. That made us feel like we couldn't do it right. It made us believe like, oh, there's a magical path to knowing how to ride your bike. And so with Joshua, one of the things that we decided to do is we decided let's have him try and then let's listen to him. Let's listen to what he says as he tries. Does he want help? Does he want to take a break? Does he want to express that he's really frustrated? What does he need and want? We weren't sure if this was going to work because honestly it had not been an opportunity that either of us had had in learning to ride bikes, but we kind of had a gut sensation that this would be helpful because if we knew that from our own life's experiences, when we had people that were a support system for us when trying to make a big decision and someone that just listened instead of told us what to do or their ideas or what had worked for them, that that was kind of the secret sauce to really taking that action. So when you are wanting to find confidence and when you are in a space or season where you're really looking to expand who you have in your life are you surrounding yourself by a lot of people that give you advice but aren't listening or do you for sure have one to two people that you know you can go and share your frustration you know you can process with you know you can throw ideas up against a wall with them and come to an active solution are those people that you have and if not one i want you to pause right now and put on a piece of paper and then come back to this who are going to be my listening throw ideas on the wall people and who are people that are great for advice but aren't so good to give me confidence because when we surround ourselves with people that believe that we can come up with solutions and really when someone is constantly telling you oh just try this do you feel like they think that you can do it on your own i don't i feel like wow they don't think i can come up with this idea and that i know to be not true that's not their intent but it is how i feel and i think it's true for most of us so List out who those people are so that when you are in a space where you are trying to find some confidence, you know that you need to go to the people that speak to you in a way that you find yourself rising to the occasion because of them. I have a few friends like that and they are amazing because they never just come with answers. They come with a space and an openness to bounce ideas and then they allow me to find my own answers. And it really does impart this like, 
amazing level of confidence that I can't quite describe except just say it's amazing. Okay, so thirdly, you have to give your space to reset and remember that you're going to be okay. So for Joshua, that meant he tried for a while and then he asked for a break. Because we were practicing active listening with him, we knew that he had reached his point and we said, yes, you can definitely have a break, but I need you to commit to coming back. So for each of you, if and when you take a break, I need you to be okay with that. Know that sometimes you're not going to learn a new skill or a new idea in one space or place. But when you take that break, commit when you're coming back to this. Commit when you're going to do again. Because if we don't set that commit space up, what happens is our brain believes that we failed instead of taking a break. So this is a very essential part of finding confidence. You're allowed and it's actually neurologically recommended to take a break when you're trying to learn a new thing, but you have to commit to when you're coming back. If you know this, this is going to be something hard to because you've found yourself being a perfectionist before and you say you're going to go back, but then you're like, I wasn't good at that. I'm not going to go back. Literally put it on your calendar when you're going to go back. And Even if this is a high level thing where you have to figure something out mentally, commit to when you're going to come back to it. Commit when you're going to try that new skill again. Commit when you are going to figure out this problem and then do it. Start again with a try and finding a support system. And then if you need space again, you can do it, but commit that you can come back. Learning takes a while. It's not this like, oh, I get in a plane and I'm in the air. There's a runway and when we don't understand the runway, what happens is we lose our confidence. So for you, I want you to remember that space is okay. Time is okay. Resetting is essential, but you have to commit to come back. Fourth, when you come back, this is the space where you need to ask yourself the question, am I trying so hard to be perfect in this space that I'm being really slow about this activity. I'm like trying to make sure that I've like dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's and made everything super perfect and is doing that making it so I can't even learn the base process. Asking yourself this question is a lot of times going to breed a yes for many of us that might be more perfectionistic or maybe we're hidden perfectionistic people. I'm a hidden perfectionist. The reason I know that is that I do not have all these things that have to be perfect, but on my inside, I like to be good. I like to get gold stars. I really, really like to do things well. And so sometimes I like say, oh, that just wasn't the right thing for me anymore. I do a lot of like pivoting. But what I've had to recognize is that if a pivot is inspired by me feeling like, oh, yeah, that doesn't look good right now. And I'm going to shift. I have to ask myself, am I trying so hard to be perfect right now that I'm not finishing? If we stop in the middle, things are always ugly looking. If I stop doing my makeup in the middle, like I look like really funny. I'll take a picture and put it on Instagram, but like halfway through your makeup, it's a funny look. Like maybe there's weird lines on your face. You haven't like smoothed everything out. And that's the same 
thing that happens when we try something new, when we look into something new. So what this fourth step is, is look for the spaces you're trying so hard to be perfect that you're not going fast enough. When Josh started learning to ride his bike, what he told me, and I was like, wow, that's true of life, is like, mom, I had to find my inside confidence, but I also had to know that I just needed to ride really fast and I had to be okay that I was going to fall down sometimes. We have to be okay that sometimes we're going to ride really fast. We're going to like go fast. We're going to be a little like loosey-goosey. We're going to maybe not have a perfect form or like understand the mechanics of everything. And we know that we probably going to fall down because when you're riding really fast and you don't have a really great form and really great control, you're going to fall down a little bit more. But if you can keep doing that for a while and do it in a way where you can safely fall and you're not like massively injuring yourself, what happens is that you start to get comfortable in the process. You start to get the skills that you need. And so after you do that for a while, this thing that you've been trying so hard to get confidence in doing will just become second nature. It'll be like riding a bike. Because now I don't even have to think about riding a bike, right? When I was a kid, I did. I had to think like, okay, I have to move my feet and I have to make sure I have my wheel pointed this way and I have to make sure I'm loose, but also like focused. Now it's simple. And that too can be your experience for whatever those spaces are that you are looking to find confidence. So this is where I want to hear from you. I would love to hear one, what was your biggest takeaway from thinking through the process of finding confidence? And where do you feel like in this step-by-step process, you find yourself getting stuck? Do you find yourself getting stuck starting? Do you find it difficult to have a good support system? Is that something you're not finding? Is giving yourself the space to rest and reset hard because you think that that's giving up and generally you let yourself give up in that space? Or is that fear of falling or failing where you get derailed because you aren't willing to just kind of throw yourself in and be messy in it? So your challenge today is to send me a DM and let me know those four places, which one is you. And then secondly, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is I want you to write on a piece of paper the next space you want to find confidence in. And you can just write it in word. You can draw it in a picture. And then I want you to take that picture and send it to me on Instagram. And when you do that, let me know if you want to be tagged or If you just want this to be done in an anonymous way, and I can do either, but I want us to join together as a community and commit to confidence, commit to doing it messy. So let's see where we're going to be confident together. Send me those DMs, Naftali V. Roberts at Instagram, and let's find our confidence together. Let's practice that and practice being a community where messy action is encouraged and accepted so that we can 
continue to thrive and grow into the whole people we want to be. Go be messy, be imperfect, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I really appreciate you for being a part of the movement that this show is built upon, which is liberating creatives and artists from their feast or famine cycle so that they become creatives who consistently make money doing what they love without the hustle, bustle, and burnout that has sadly become common for too many building creative businesses. You are amazing for going against the status quo and choosing to be a creative who is defined by thriving instead of how many things you have to do on your to-do list today. If you haven't joined the movement yet, simply review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and share your review on Instagram stories. By sharing and reviewing, you are helping way more creatives learn it is possible to make consistent money doing what you love without having to constantly hustle and struggle. Together, we can change the landscape of being a creative and build the world we want for generations of creatives to come. You are such a huge part of what we are doing here, and I'm so grateful for you. I will talk to you soon. 